Hello and welcome to Until We Arise, where we bridge a divided people to loving community, empowering resources, and a compassionate Christ. My name is Rachel. I'm the founder and CEO, and this is Vero. I am Veronica, and I am the co-founder and CFO of Until We Arise. Yay! And I'm so honored today because we have a very special episode of our Love Is series. Today's title is Love Is Letting Go. <laughs> And so love is letting go is what we're going to talk about. And actually, it's going to be a little bit different because today we have a couple of announcements, but I'm also, because of our special announcements, we are, um, I'm interviewing Vero. And so Vero is going to be our guest today. So Veronica, do you want to share with our Until We Arise family um, our special announcements? Um, yeah. <laughs> so special announcement, if you don't follow me already, um, is I am pregnant. Yeah. So there's a little bun in the oven, um, a little bow bun. <laughs> bow bun. I love it. Although that's not how you make bow buns, but, um, they're not in the oven. You steam them. <laughs> oh, I was like, well. Never mind. That just got weird. I don't know. Not going there. Uh, Let's be focused. And yeah, so because I am pregnant, I am currently about six months pregnant. Yay. Um, I'm also heading on to maternity leave. So I'll be taking some time while I get ready, do some nesting here, getting the house ready for our little baby girl. Um, and... I'm kind of in the midst of that. So just getting ready for her arrival physically, emotionally, <laughs> spiritually, mentally, all of that. Um, so, yeah. So that's, I don't know. Is there another? I think that's the announcement. That's the announcement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always think yeah. that. Wait, was there more? No, no, no. This is the <laughs> announcement. And it is such a special, a special thing. Like we get to see this. Like I have had the privilege of walking with you. The past six years, I mean, longer, longer, the past, like, I don't know, 12 years, 10 years, something like that. So it's been like a lot of years, but specifically in this level of intimacy, I would say because of until we arise, at least for the past six years, it's been like a crazy faith journey together. And I think um, there's always a certain season of like, you know, you going to Peru and I'm like, okay, bye, Vero. And then, like, getting married. Okay, bye, Vero. And, like, it's no. just more and more layers of this, you know. And it is not easy to let go, you know. Not only are you going on maternity leave, but you're also um, – so that means you won't be CFOing. <laughs> you won't be doing our, our finances anymore, um, but you will remain on our board and – and you're still on maternity leave and all the goodness. But we're going to continue with our Love Is series. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are concerned or like, wait, what's happening? Does it mean no more recording? No. But I won't be doing it alone. I will be having special guests throughout the um, the year. But it will be just once a month because of all of the extra things that we need to do. So we'll be having once a month. We'll miss Vettel a whole lot, but I will be doing the, all I can to take that on and be interviewing some wonderful gentlemen, hopefully this season to 
get a different perspective on love. And so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, really awesome. I'm really excited to see that and to, um, because I, I think most people, and I think for the general part, we're focused on women, we're by women, for women, but we got some men who are around, you know, are some of our volunteers, some of the people who followed us, who support us. So I think to get that perspective and it's a well-rounded perspective, you know, like for mm-hmm. us to also see that that uh, masculine side of, of love or how, yeah. you know, men consider love. Yeah. God made us all so differently, right? Like mm-hmm. he made men as perfect compliments to women and women as perfect compliments to men. Yep. Now the clash is because we are so different, you know, sometimes that clash can come up. We're so different, but it's so needed. It's yeah. so needed to have like that kind of um, balance. And I'm so blessed to have amazing men in my life who have poured into me and my hope and my prayer is to just share some of those important people and to, to just give a well-rounded approach to how we look at God's love. I think that even looking at God's love biblically there are feminine sides to his love and masculine sides to his love in terms of how it's approached, you know? And I think that like both sides of that are so essential to understanding his love on another level. It's like, like God's love would not be complete without women and God's love would not be complete without men. Yeah. It's so important because one of the things in the scripture talks about how his love is made perfect and our love for one another. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe it's in John something anyway um but it's like it's not just and i was one of my other teachings i think i had earlier last year but it's about like not just us loving him but it's perfected in our love for each other and so he's so blessed by beautiful friendships like ours he is honored by beautiful marriages and i am so excited friend that you are on a journey to be able to experience a love that is uncomparable to love the love of mother and a child. So you're on a brand new journey and I am just so excited for you. I just know this baby is so blessed. She is. She is definitely mm-hmm. blessed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to start our interview questions. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So we're going to go through our, our interview questions that we've been having. And actually, Veto, I just like, I think it's going to be very exciting for all of us to hear your perspective because honestly, You've been on this journey interviewing different people. You've had, um, you've been so intentional. I, I have been, have, I've had a front seat um, to witness your intentional growth and in how you love people, how you love God. And I am just so excited to have you really get a little nitty gritty and share a little bit about that. Because like, even on your email, um, it's like, don't just pretend to love others love them for real or something like that. Right. That's what scripture it is. And I just think that how you love God and how you love people is something that we can all aspire to. So I'm super excited to hear a bit about, um, about your perspective. And I say that honestly, not to be all emotional. I'm really going to try to keep it together, but I'm not easy to love and friend, you have loved me. And so I, I am just so grateful for your friendship and how you love me. So Thank you for that. And let's jump into this. Yes. So, Amiga, although we have titled this Love is Letting Go, you can answer this question however you see fit. Let me see if I can put this up. The question is, what is love to you? So, um, it's so funny. As I was preparing for this, I was thinking, you know, like, 
I've sat on so many interviews and I've always kind of like thought of like, how would I respond this if I were to be asked that? But I don't think I ever really like allowed myself to really like fully think about it until, you know, preparing for this episode. And I think one of the, um, the way I would just, or what love would be to me and how I have felt loved through the father, our, our father, um, the Lord is to be like truly known, like genuinely known and seen for who you are um, with all your imperfections, all the mistakes, all the insecurities and all the great things, right? Like your, your great personality, your humor, whatever, and to still be accepted, to still be embraced for who you are, but also to be challenged. Um, I think true love doesn't just accept you for who you are and oh everything's great you know like mm. yeah like true love does it sees all of that and says i'm still choosing to love you but it will also say but because i love you like there's these things that i i don't think are helpful i don't think are mm. good so true love will also or like love will also challenge you to grow to change to better yourself and um and become a better version of yourself. I know that sounds like super cliche, but I, I just think of like how God has loved me and how God mm -hmm. has, how God knows, right? God knows everything. Like I remember growing up, my mom would be like, God sees everything. And it was like, Ugh. but, and it is kind of fearful. Like if you don't know the Lord like that, then it's super scary. You're just like this God who's just like binoculars waiting to see where you're going to mess up. But yeah. when you really get to know who God is and the love he has for us, it's so beautiful to see that he genuinely, like, really, he sees everything. He sees my mistakes. And I think even beyond that, he sees, like, the intentions of our heart, the Bible says. You know, like, there's things that we don't do, but we think, you know, there's attitudes that we have that on the outside we're like, you know, yeah, okay. But in your heart, like, there's this attitude that's not okay. And God sees all of it. Mm -hmm. and He's not like this God who's waiting to call you out and put you on blast in front of everybody, you know, like mm -hmm. it happens. And I think that's when he's like really trying to get our attention, like I've been trying <laughs> to love you and you're not listening. So let me, I'm just going to have to step back and let things happen and you'll figure it out or you'll see. But like, I think mostly he tries to talk to us in our own time with him and say, Hey, I love you. And you're, you're, you're who I've called you to be. And you're, you know, he causes who he sees us to be, you know, his children worthy of his love um, and the best version of who he intended us to be. But he'll highlight the areas that need to be fixed and the areas that need to be corrected or changed. Um, and that's hard sometimes because we think because you love me, you're just going to accept me for who I am and you're not going to say anything about my imperfections or my my um, my quirks, not even quirks, but just things that that aren't healthy, that aren't good for yeah. us. I think it's powerful. You said to be known and to be challenged. Love is being known and being challenged on such a like real intimate level. Um, and I love how you broke that down. It's so great. But how how does that actually, what does that actually look like, friend? Like, does it happen just like, as you're talking about it happening with the Lord, mm -hmm. right? Like, and it's like, oh, and people, I can imagine people on the outside saying like, so does God yell at you when you're praying? Like how, like, how does that actually play out that you experience his love in a way that is known and challenged? 
Like, how does that happen? Because I, I mean, because imagining, you know, like sometimes we're like, oh, did God just like convict me when I'm praying only? Is that how it happens? Or how would you I mean, say it's actually played out in your life? In my life, I think to it's get been, to this, you know? Yeah. I think in my life, it's just been a, a combination of things. It's been reading the Bible and there's just passages that have nothing to do with anything in my life, but I read it and it just like highlights like, this feels very parallel to this area of my life. I think God is trying to say me something and praying about it and asking for confirmation. And so many times God will confirm through other people in my life, um, through you, through friends, like, Hey, I feel like God is saying this, or like even a preaching, like it'll come up again, either the same verse or the same idea. And I'm like, okay, God, I get it. Um, but sometimes it's just directly through people. You know, I think like one of the examples I can think of is, um, like recently that's been like big in my life is and we talked about it in a different episode, but like letting go of sugar. Right. And like stop. And that was something that God was trying to get my attention with for a while. Um, and then my husband and I kind of got into an argument about it one night and I felt like he was judging me about it. And when we sat down and talked about it, he was telling me like, it's not that I'm judging you. I just, I want you to be healthy. I, He's like, I mean, you can eat however you want, but he's like, but I love you and I want you to be around. And, and I see what, like, I know what that does to just the body in general. And so we talked about like, you know, and then I was still kind of annoyed. I didn't want to hear it. So I like left. And as I was laying in bed, like I've had that conviction of the Holy Spirit of like, why are you like, why are you not being willing to listen? Like, why are you fighting? Mm. You know, and started to kind of just um, be a little self-aware of like, why do you feel this way you know and praying mm -hmm. and, and realizing like the lord brought this verse of like the lord of your stomach to me Ooh. and it's somewhere in the bible i can't look at i don't know it off the top of my head mm -hmm. but it talks about like um the people giving into the lord the god of their stomach and mm. i are looking it up and i was just like okay lord i hear you and i had to be open you know yeah and it doesn't mean my husband doesn't love me like it doesn't mean he's like you eat sugar. I don't love you. Like, he was like, I love you. Like we would go have ice cream dates before, you know, it's not like he's anti like a hundred percent sugar. He, he likes some sweet stuff, you know, but like things like that were the, it, and that's why like for me to let go of sugar wasn't just a healthy decision. I had people like, Oh, I won't like jokingly or not jokingly. Like I won't tell bow or bow's not here. And I'm like, I'm not doing this for bow <laughs> like, mm -hmm. between me and the Lord. Uh, you know, and, but the Lord will use the people around us, you know? Um, but I think many of the times for me, it's through the word, like God will talk to me through his word. Um, things that are on my heart, things that I'm overwhelmed by, um, things that I'm afraid of that many times I don't even realize, um, I'm afraid of. I think, um, talking about maternity leave, like my baby, um, having kids was a thing that I was like, you know, not, um, I was very scared. Yes. We had a whole list. Okay. Don't try that. No, Meadow and I, I told her, okay, this is where like the Lord uses people. I don't care. Um, I was like, okay, friend, you don't want to have kids. Like she was for years. Like, no, I don't think I want to have kids. I don't think I want to have kids. And I'll just say my funny perspective. Okay. Then you can bring all the truth to it. I was like, okay, Meadow, like, sure. And then my heart was like, if this was like, and I'm not just saying I would say that to anybody. I respect people's decisions, but I know my friend. And I was like, mm -mm. 
She's just saying that because she's scared. Uh-uh. The Lord say like says something else. And so we would jokingly say, I was like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. And you'd be like, oh, Rachel, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm like, we'll see. We'll see. And so then we made kind of like this funny like joke about it. We had two running lists on um on <laughs> our iPhones on reminders or notes or something. And I had like team no kid or team kids and team no kids. And like we would have random conversations. And whenever something ridiculous come would come up we would like add to this list. So one of the lists, like I think on team kids was like nonstop smiles, adorableness, um, people who look just like you and on the bad side or the team, no kids side, it was like, um, I'm only thinking of graphic things that your body apart and the pain. Like I think one of them was like never going to the bathroom alone again. Oh, Um, right, right, right. I think like, it was like some were graphic and then some were just ridiculous and some were just like genuine, like things that I thought about, like I mm-hmm. won't get this. Um, and I think like, because I know the questions, I feel like what I'm about to go into is going to go into the second question. So I don't know if you want to bring that up. You want to bring it up? Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you can't have people. Um, is it about the time? Um, what? This one? Yes. Okay, so Veto, have you ever experienced a time when the, this definition of love was challenged? Let me know. Go for it. Oh, yes. Such a good I question. Can't stand you. Thank you. I'm glad you I asked. Can't stand um, you. I can't stand you. Well, I realized as I brought it up, I was like, oh, that's, I'm already flowing too far, too far ahead. Go ahead. But so a, a big, a big area that the Lord challenged me in um, was having, was the idea of having kids. And I think um, the reason I challenged it was because God does know us, right? He He knows like the desires of our heart, you know, he knows the things that we want and the things that we don't want, um, but he also knows what's best for us. And I think that goes into the challenging part of, yes, I see this part of you and I know that you think this, but I actually have something better and we're going to have to confront that and we need to talk about this. And so I think one of the first times... Um, I think the Lord had been like, like through you and some other friends, like I remember hearing people at church, like, but that's God's plan for us to be fruitful and multiply. And I'm like, okay. Uh, (laughs) But, and I do, I do remember, like, I would kind of bring it up to the Lord and just be like, God, but, and I would jokingly say, you know, I already raised kids because I'm the oldest of three and single mom. So you kind of become the second parent sometimes and help out a lot. Um, and then I had two cousins that I was also helping out with. And so there was kind of that, but also there were fears that at the moment, I don't think I had an awareness of consciously, mm-hmm. but really seen subconsciously the fear of like, I could get married and have a child with someone and then they leave. And now I'm a single mom, um, things like that of like, just seeing the struggles that my mom went through and not wanting to repeat that same thing. Um, and so I remember That's I would, really- I remember mm-hmm. I would say like, God, like, you know, is, am I in sin for not wanting kids? Like, mm. is that a sin? Because I remember some, I remember hearing some people like, I think, I think you should, as a Christian, that's not something you should want. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I've never heard like in the Bible, you're horrible for not wanting kids, but it doesn't talk about people not wanting kids. But there were people in the Bible who didn't have kids that were used. Like Jesus didn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Paul didn't have kids that we know of, you know, so I thought of these people and I was just like, I don't know. And so I remember just praying about it. But one time I do remember 
hearing a preaching and the lady that was preaching talked about how we reject our children even before they're born and talking about wow. they like I don't want kids and God has kids for you and you in your like own um just in your own thoughts and your own um plans of what you want for your life you're like oh no I'm never gonna have kids I don't want kids and you're already rejecting the blessing that God has for you and so mm. when you do end up having children you've already started with like that rejection towards your kids and how that plays out in their lives, whether mm -hmm. you say it afterwards or whether you show it to them or not. And I remember like, again, having that, like, um, what would you call it? Like, um, just feeling torn of like, okay, is that true or not? But then at the time I was like, okay, Lord, I want to be humble enough to receive what I think you're trying to say to me, even in this and so I remember just repenting and saying, like, Lord, forgive me for the times I've said I don't want kids. Help me going forward to, like, watch what I say. And if this is something you want for me, let me be open to it. And just kind of started to have, like, a more sensitive heart to maybe this is something the Lord wants. And so it wasn't, like, one day, like, God said. Yeah, I, I actually want to jump in there because that's, like, I was, I was thinking, I was, like, like, not to try to go back to love is letting go because I know that that's what we kind of agreed to talk about but not on purpose I don't know it's just like what it is but I think like letting go of that identity right like mm -hmm. how do you let go of that version of yourself you know and I think like you already talked a little bit about how but that's not easy and it doesn't happen overnight to say okay God like, how do I just stop and say, okay, this is something that I've always held on to, whether it's rooted in fear or whatever that's rooted in, but this is what I've hold as part of my identity, right? That this is like who, what I'm about. Like, I, how do I let go of that? How do I lovingly say, okay, Lord, like your way is better than mine. How do I trust you like that? Like, cause it's hard. And I think that's actually something that I've been challenged in, in new areas, like, like a lot in this past, like even this just past week, God was like, I felt like I, I went to the Arise Camp, you know, mm -hmm. and it felt like God was like, are you willing to start over? Mm. You know, are you willing, are you willing to be wrong? And it's not telling me to start over. He's not telling me, but he said, are you willing? Yeah. Are you willing to go out there and, and, and be wrong? And, and, and I'm like, oh, excuse me, Lord. Like, that's really hard. Like, like, you know, it's like, it's it's like to me when I think about someone who in their thirties finds out they're adopted. You're like, yeah. like my entire life. How do I accept this new reality? You know, it's like I mean I know I just kind of jumped off, but it feels like that. So how how do you find yourself coming to that friend where you're just really like, I'm letting go of this idea. Like how how was that process for you? I know it's the part like just going through the word, like you said, but yeah. what were the emotions you went through? Whatever. Um. I think because a lot of the time, the majority, I'm not going to say the whole time, but the majority of the time was when I was single that the Lord was dealing with this in my heart. And I think it was very intentional of the Lord to deal with that in my heart because the man he brought to me as a husband has the desire to be a father and have a whole huge family. And I think if this was something that wasn't happened before, I would have been like, mm, deal breaker. Don't think this is going to work out. Um, but I just, I like, there were moments where we would joke about it, you know, and maybe later I'd be a little convicted of like, 
I don't know if I'm still supposed to be joking about this, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, and being open to, to listening to that voice, like openly mm-hmm. the Holy spirit when he talks to you. And so I remember, I don't remember why, but I do remember one night I was in Guaymas. I like, I was on my bed in my Guaymas apartment in Sonora. And I don't know why I had this, was having this conversation with the Lord. I don't remember why I was having this conversation with the Lord, but I remember, um, kind of finally surrendering it all to God. And I remember telling him, okay, God, I know I'm probably going to be a mom at one point. I feel like (laughs) this is something you have for me. I feel like this is something you want for me. Um, And it just was like a surrender of like, this is what I've always said. This is what I always thought. Yes, there's some fears I have about this, but if this is something you want for me, then I'm willing to to accept that and I'm willing to let go of what I think is best for me and and say, okay. And I just remember saying, like, I don't want to curse my children before they're born by, mm. them, by saying I don't want them. I don't want to not be prepared for when you do have that for me. Um, and I want to see it as, as the blessing that everybody says your word, I guess everybody says it is and as what your word says it is because the word says it's an inheritance of the Lord. You know, and so um, I think it just had this build up to that point for me where I finally was like, okay, God, I accept that. I like you said, go of who I've always said to be of who I've said, I what things I've said to I would do or would not do, which had been a journey already. Hence, I was in Mexico, which I said I would never leave California. Uh, He like gives us baby steps, huh? He's like. Like he doesn't just throw it all at us yeah. at once. He like eases us into that experience to say, okay, it's about to get, and it's scary. Cause if you know, you you're getting a little bruised or you're getting a little challenged, you're like, okay, I got to That felt really hard, but I'm over it. Another one's coming. Like not in a way that it's going to be like to be fearful of it, but knowing that God wants to continue to refine us. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be strengthened. Like you were like saying, I love you too much to leave you the same. And if I took out, like, if I took it all out at once, I'm trying to think there's examples where, like, there are, I mean, I have biblical example, but I feel like a medical example of, like, I can't remove it all at once. Like, I need to, like, your body would would go into shock if I took all this out at once. Let me, you need to go one piece at a time and, like, go through it. You can't handle all of it at once. The surgery would cause you to die if I cut out every piece. So let me cut out this piece and we'll let it go then heal up and then cut out a more piece. and it's like it gets deeper and deeper in our walk with him like he invites us into new levels of it a uh, new levels of freedom to finally say okay are, are you ready you yeah. know yeah and i think like i think as you're saying that um that's like levels of freedom um many times we think okay that's it i surrendered i let go of this we're good um, but there's still things if you're like, sometimes there'll still be things in your heart that you make a compromise, but you're not like still fully surrendering at all. So like for me, it was like, okay, God, I know I'm probably going to be a mom. I'll probably have kids, but um, how about just one? Let's just do one. Mm-hmm. Kid. Mm-hmm. And that was like my thing for a while then was like one kid, one kid. So I remember when Bao and I started dating, I had cho- like, I think I don't even, hadn't even... I hadn't even adopted Canela yet. I was thinking about getting a dog and I mentioned how it was like having kids, like having a dog is like having children, the responsibility. And he went on this conversation of children and, you know, how what a blessing it is. And 
And so I think I may have mentioned like, oh, I don't know, you know, I was like, yeah, that's exactly why I haven't gotten a dog. And so he's like, do you not want kids? And I was like, I mean, I don't not want kids. I was like, I'm open to it, but it's, and, and this is something that I can say without feeling bad about or feeling convicted to say, but I've never had a dream of, I want children. Like that was never a desire of my heart to like, one day I want to have kids. Um, probably because there was fear in my life before. Um, I think my bigger dream was to one day find a partner and get married and have someone to live my life with. Um, but I wasn't like, I can't wait to have kids. Like that's never been a desire. And so even when I like was starting to talk to Val, like the Lord was still working these things out in my heart. And I was like, okay, I'm open to it. I'm still not like, you know, something I'm like dreaming for the day of, but I'm open to it, but I got my limits. Let's see. Um, and so I remember we had that conversation. That's actually the same day he told me he liked me. Uh, and so when we did officially get together, I remember he asked me, like, do you really not want children? And I was like, no, it's not that I don't want children. And so we talked about it. And um, through our journey of dating, I remember um, I didn't realize it in the moment, but the Lord had already been showing me friends of ours that have many kids in my brain as many. Um, they have like, a, there's two friends in particular that have like four kids. And I remember seeing them and I just like, God, you have four kids. Like that's so many. And I was so many kids, you know, but I do remember at one point seeing their lives and seeing how they live with their kids and how they're able to pour into their children and just seeing their children, you know, um, grow older, like get older and seeing their personalities come through and see how, you know, they have raised their kids and how it's played out in their children's lives to like to um, form who they are. And I remember thinking like, I think I could do four kids, which was like mm -hmm. crazy huge for me to even say, because I was like, mm -hmm. um, but I think it was just a process of me being willing to um, to hear the Lord and to be open to what God had for me. Like, yeah. even though it wasn't, like if God would have from the beginning been like, I want you to have four kids, I'd be like, Whoa, don't know about that, Lord. Um, mm -hmm. I say that, but I mean, my heart is to honor the Lord. My heart is to want what God wants. But I think also as we open our hearts to God, there's that scripture that says the Lord gives us the desires of our heart. And I've heard it preached two ways. Like God gives us the things we desire, but God also gives us the desires that we should desire for, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He'll put I think, hearts. Mm -hmm. I think I just want to step in on that because I want to acknowledge how hard it is what you just shared on a couple of levels, because um, you know, we have a strong ministry that, um, that, that meets people who have lost children, you know? And so I want to be sensitive to that. And I also, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was like, man, like, wait, hold on. I shouldn't ignore this feeling because it's another challenge when you're like me and I'm like, I've always wanted kids. Mm -hmm. I have always wanted kids. And so looking at someone who is on the other side of the screen is like, well, I never wanted them, you know, but God gave me that desire. I was like, ah. and then you yeah, have myself and some of my other friends that I've been um, close with. And they're like, all I've ever wanted is kids. Mm -hmm. 
and not having had the, the honor and the blessing. I just want to acknowledge that because yeah. I think um, it still gets to the same, the same core and the same heart. So I want to just say that out loud because I know like, as I'm hearing you, I'm like, wait, I don't want to be insensitive to this other side, even though you should not feel condemned about it at all. Yeah. Like God has done something. It, it's like a surrendering of that idea and to say, hey, I want to give you this, you know, and this is it's it's delicate on this other side. I just want to acknowledge that because it's like, OK, well, I've always wanted kids. Where are mine? How come you like, are you asking me to give up this desire, Lord? Like, and, and I think it's delicate to know he's like, I just want you to surrender to me. And there are seasons for all of us to say for some of us, it's to surrender because he wants us to to trust him more. And say, hey, like, even though your worst fears are not having kids, let's just say, um, for some of us, right? He's like, will you surrender and still trust me and not have anxiousness about it and not be worried about it and not be overcome by the fact that that you may never have it or whatever. It's not so much saying like that, that you need to surrender and throw that that idea away, right. um, but surrendering to him that his plans and his love and his faithfulness um, are real and that, that he wants us let, to let go of our pride. Yeah. Not so much to let go of the dream. Um, for you, he was molding you into something new. And I think that's beautiful. But for some of us, he's saying, yeah, no, hold on, hold on to that dream. <laughs> like yeah. I want to have, I want to give you children. I want to give you the promises that I've given you for, for some of us, you know? And so the letting go is letting go of the control maybe, or maybe right. it's letting go of the fear that it's associated with the, the, the weight or letting go of the jealousy, letting go of all the other things that sometimes will drive, drive that, that, um, that frustration or that w unwillingness to let go, you know? And so I just wanted to acknowledge that, not in a way that's weird, but just really being sensitive to all of us on the, on the, on the call. Because I was like, wait, I'm feeling like, oh, dang, like, God. And I was like, wait, no, no, don't let that be quiet, Rachel. This is authentic because it's such a different experience yeah. for so many of us. And I want to just give voice to the people who may be listening or watching and saying, like, I always wanted that. Yeah. You know, how are, are you? What are you telling me, Lord? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think even like as you share that, like, um, like you said, there, there's like different ways that the Lord is telling us to let go. And I think as I have even had this time to process now being pregnant and like aware that there's this little human being formed in my, in my body. Right. Um, the Lord has been showing me even how underneath all the fear all the underneath all the insecurity there was a desire to experience this like i remember mm -hmm. i would always think like like being pregnant must be something that's like unmatched mm -hmm. like any it's like on anything else like you get to experience this mm -hmm. life like you carry life inside you you know mm -hmm. and i think because i was so focused on the fear and on the insecurities and what could go wrong and all of that, that I pushed that out of my brain that I would kind of not acknowledge it. Like, yeah, but you know, like, and there was fear of like, like said the things that I had mentioned before, but even just the fear of giving birth was another one. I was just like, that looks like it hurts. Um, and even that the Lord has been working through and like trust in me, rest in me. 
Um, but the Lord has been showing me like you, this is something you have wanted. You just were too afraid mm-hmm. to admit and too, mm-hmm. like too prideful to, to acknowledge, you know, and yeah, it, so it was like letting go of those things to fully embrace like the things that were really there already. Thank um, you for sharing that. That's so good, Vero. Because I think like that transitions into all the things. It's not just, this is not just about having a baby. This is not just a podcast about Vettel. It's not just a podcast of like waiting for marriage or anything. Like it's not that. It's like whatever God's called us to, sometimes we have such such a huge block. Like I think about starting until we arise, like just for a second to take it back. Um, I remember sitting there in 2017 and, like, I think I was stumbling through it with you because I was like, I, I think I'm crazy. I, I think I'm crazy. And I I remember it felt so courageous of me to, when I called my mom, first of all, to say, like, I think I want to call it something, this thing. It's like, until we arise, until I arise, which one has a better ring to it, you know? And because I, I was talking, it was from Deborah, right? It was from the book of Judges. Right. And I was like, what is this thing? Like, how should I say it? And I asked my mom. And she's like, I think it should be we. And I think I probably mentioned it to you too, but you were still not all the way on board with it yet. I so was I had already caught up in all the meetings and I was like, what the heck? Yeah. And I remember the day that I was like sitting on my dining room table. I don't know if you were leaving, you were standing in the living room. Not like my house was big, it was small, but I was sitting there and I had this <laughs> journal that I had written down all my vision for it's okay vision for until we arise like what the the nonprofit would be and the like i can't even remember where it was now i don't know where the journal is yeah. but i wrote down all the things i wanted it to do and i remember feeling so scared to write like i had this vision in my heart for so many years and it took like so, like so much so many challenges it took being in one of the hardest places of my life where it was either God or, or a give up yeah. kind of thing to say, okay, I'm actually going to write this down now. And I remember shaking as I wrote down the words, I want to start a nonprofit because I was terrified. Like every insecurity that I ever had, like came up in that moment. Like I'm not capable. I'm not strong enough. I don't know how I'll do this. Like I've been, I, I don't think like that would make me the center of attention. And I don't want to be that. Like, I don't, how am I going to convince people? Like all the things that, that I had felt like I'd failed in were right there. And then to tell you, like, I didn't know if you were going to be like, girl, like, just go back to teaching you tripping (laughs) or like, Oh, if you were going to give me like the, Oh, that's cool for you. Good job with that. You know, good luck. (laughs) Um, I, well, I think I don't remember it because I kind of actually know the way I told you. Now I'm thinking about it. The way I told you was I started to tell you, then you told me. And then I was like, look at my journal. Well, <laughs> right? I'll say it, we were both unemployed at the time. And I yes. Hanging out. And this, this is how I remember it. So I don't know. Um, I feel like this is like the couple's origin story. Um, well, let me say this. I remember like, I, cause like, I remember the fear of like writing it, but that was, I was alone. Yeah. And then I was like asking my mom her opinion and it was like asking you somehow it came. So tell me your origin story. So cause I think, I think it'll I think bring clarity. Had, I think you had shared that with me. Um, like the name things. I do remember having that conversation about the name 
And then I think you were like, friend, like, what do you feel the Lord has called you to? Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's when I shared about, I was like, well, you know, I feel like the Lord told me I would start a nonprofit. And I started sharing my heart of what I thought that would look like. And he, I think you cried. Um, um, sounds very um, I'm not a cry baby. Um, <laughs> And I remember, I do remember you pulled up your notebook and you were like, friend, that's almost exactly the same thing I've written. And I was kind of like, cool like <laughs> i didn't know where it was going like i was just like uh i feel like i just joined something without knowing i joined it and then i think you were very like straightforward to be like do you want to be a part of this kind of thing and that's where i was like i need to pray about it i don't know um mm -hmm. and then i went to arise and that's where the lord confirmed it and so mm -hmm. here we are six years later yeah. wild so yeah. many and like I question, I, I just think about it because I remember the fear in my heart in that moment to say, I can't even write this down. Mm -hmm. Like I can't admit to myself out loud on paper because once it's there, I can't pretend it's not in my heart. Right. Like it was in my heart for so long, but I never allowed it out because of my fear. Yeah. And I'm so grateful and I want to go back to like your conversation and what you're sharing, but I'm so grateful that I said yes, because there are like moments that are really hard, like, you know, transitioning and all these things where I'm like, God, what's happening? Like, it's not where I wanted to be yet. Like, I want to be more financially stable here with our ministry. I want to see it grow. I want to see this. But God has been so intentional with this season for these past few years that I look up and I'm like, man. Like, even just looking at you, the healing and the wholeness that God has done through this ministry in your life, right? Yeah. And all the people who are like, thank you for and so your rise. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for this. And it's like, I don't know how to translate those into dollars <laughs> and to positions and all the things that, like, we need to be sustainable. But, man, right. how that fuels my heart. To know that when I faced that fear and I made that decision to say yes, can I put it out there and was straight up with you like, hey, are you down? <laughs> you know, um, it was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. It was worth it. Like, and um, like, it sometimes feels like letting go of whatever pride and whatever image that we had somehow is going to like leave us lost and confused and worse. But when we let it go, because God says, let go, mm -hmm. he's only opening up a door to something better. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I, it's so funny that you mentioned that of like the fear of like even writing it down and like admitting what God is saying to you. Cause I remember having that exact feeling at the beginning of the year. Cause when Bao and I got married, I was like, we're going to wait a year. We're not going to jump into this right away and have kids. Um, and that was, that was what we were going to do. And that was the plan. And I believe he was, he compromised in that sense of like, I know he, if it was up to him, we would have like started trying to have kids immediately. Uh, and, but I remember there was one day that I was doing my Devo and the Lord spoke to me through Genesis, the, the very beginning where it talks about, you know, how he makes all these different parts of the world. And so it came where he talks about the plants and he says that, um, the trees produced fruit, um, which were their seed. Mm. And this is one twelve. And I remember as I read that, the first thought that came to my mind was children. And I was mm. like, no, it's too soon. 
Uh, we still got like, I don't know, another nine months before that's going to be a topic on our minds. Like, you're too soon, Lord. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the same time, we ha- we were talking about doing a, a devotional for women. And so you were like, think about it, friends. I was like, maybe it's about the devotional. Maybe it's about the, the Bible study. I think that's, you know, because you produce, you know, you pour your seed into other people. And like, I was mm-hmm. totally trying to make it work. So, but because I genuinely do try to, to be open to the Lord and what he says. Um, it wasn't just like, well, okay, Lord, but if you want to, it, there was a genuine of like, but Lord, if it really is the children thing, then bring it up. And he did through you. Um. <laughs> that was so challenging because you know what? Like the day that we had that conversation, it felt like the Lord was like, he had showed me a scripture and it was like, tell her. And I think what, because our relationship is so close and we had, like when you were in YMS and when you first got there, like I, I love you friend. (laughs) And I was scared. I was scared that you were in Mexico by yourself. (laughs) And I did not want you to have Christmas and your mom's birthday by yourself. And I felt like, oh, no, 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 I must be there. I don't care what, I don't care if I can't find the money or how I'm going to get my butt there. And I booked a flight and I was like, ah, I'm here. And that was like 2019, right? Yeah. Um, And I just felt so close to you and I felt responsible because even when we were younger and um, you went through the a, a separation with your um, ex and I just was like, this girl is living in my, on my property and I got to take care of her. (laughs) She's hurting. Come hang out. When I do this, like, I just wanted to hold you, you know? And I think that's how, like, I know you have blood family, but you're like my fake little sister, right? Like, and I was like, no, I have to take care of her. And so not just like in a weird responsible way, but I love you. Right. And so our relationship was so close, like hours on the phone, FaceTiming for no reason. Like, I remember FaceTiming you through a storm, like you hardcore, like we were talking and it started to rain inside your house when you had that little apartment in Guaymas. And I was like, friend, are you okay? And you're like, I need a bucket. Like, it's mom, it's like raining in my room. And it was like so wild. And so I felt this deep, deep connection with you and I remember meeting Val when he wanted to go take you on your date, right? And I was like, friend, before he flies out there, I need to have a face-to-face with this man. <laughs> and he was willing and he brought okay. gifts. And um, and I was like, what are your intentions with my little sister? <laughs> Is what I felt like. And he stepped up to the plate. I'm not going to lie. It was like he had no shame about accepting what his intentions were, all of my questions. And I was really loving. I wasn't mean or anything, but I was very assertive. Yeah. Um, Because I just like, I don't know this guy. Um, And it's one thing for you guys to be friends, but you know, like what's going on. And I'm saying all of this because in our conversation, I remember the Lord was like, welcome him in. I was like, he's a part of the fellowship. And I was like, okay, Lord. And I was like, friend, he doesn't smell funny. He's good. He's, and he's nice. Like, it's a go. <laughs> and he brought us gifts. Um, but that transition to the intimacy that we shared doesn't change. Our intimacy right. is still there. But the time and what that relationship looked like had to mm-hmm. shift. Right. 
right? And I had to honor that. And it was good. Like I, it, it was just, it was just an adjustment. Like she needs to work on the intimacy with her husband. She can't be on the phone at me with me at night if he just got off of work, you know? And so even with being able to have the privilege and honor of marrying you guys and that, I just felt like I was all up in the intimacy. I'm like, look, look, look. <laughs> and I was excited to be a part of it. I love you guys so much. And I've never felt rejected or anything weird. Um, but I did want to be very careful. Like I'm like not involved in their other kind of intimacy life. Like that's y'all. And so when I, we were talking that day and the Lord was like, bring this to her attention about this thing, the word. And I was like, no, 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 Lord. <laughs> I'm not in their marriage and talking to them about their children. Um, not my business, Lord. I just felt like that was like crossing the line for me to address that. Little did I know it was the Lord. And I had to at least say a little something because, yeah. but I'm just saying I had to let go again of these levels. Right. Cause I was like, I, I had let go of like getting in your business, but I couldn't let go of like, like, Lord, you're telling me to tell her this and I want to be obedient. And I don't remember what I said or anything. Yeah. So you just, you just read the scripture that the Lord had given you. And you asked me if I felt any, like if I felt the Lord was saying anything. And there's a couple other things at the beginning, but then the last part of the scripture talked about, um, a child who was being stubborn and not like it was time for the child to be born and it wasn't born. I think it was in Hosea. Um, mm. And I remember that was like, yeah, I feel like the Lord is telling me it's time. And I shared that with you and you're like, yep, that's what the Lord is saying. <laughs> I just didn't want to tell you. And I was like, okay. And so I remember like, because when I started having, when the Lord first told me before, I remember he gave me, the word or the phrase six months. And so I was like, okay. So when it was confirmed, I was like, okay, Lord, you said six months. And does that mean in, in six months, like, you know, we start working like six months into our marriage, do we start working on it? But I did feel like there was a, a step of obedience that I needed to do in that moment um, to like remove the barriers that keep you from having children. And so I remember I did that and then honors them the month that we had six months of being married, I found out I was pregnant. It's and amazing. Just, it was so beautiful to see like this baby while wasn't planned in a sense by us that we were like, oh, this is how we're going to do it. It was planned by the Lord and the Lord led us to plan for her, um, for her arrival. And, but it was a process of letting go that started way before Val, that started way mm -hmm. before him and I, it was a process of letting go in my heart of my fears, of my insecurities, of my pride. Um, and then even my limits, once I supposedly let go, I still had like my limits on the Lord and trying to control it. The Lord's like, just stop, like, trust me. Mm -hmm. What I have for you is it, like, do you trust me? You know? And it's like, yeah. Okay, Lord, I do. You know, what's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, is like, I was thinking about that. You, you talk, it's, we have limits. We, we see sometimes just so what's right in front of us. But, you know, one of the things that is very common in biblical language is inheritance. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is always thinking about our inheritance. Yeah. He promises and it promises us an inheritance. And so he he it's, it's very Bible language to talk about inheritance. And I love that, as you shared, like God always had your baby girl in mind and he knew when. He wanted her to come 
to this to this world and i'm so blessed by that because outside like he we god's god's will is not automatic i've been noticing this like it doesn't just automatically happen like i remember when you taught um about about bathsheba to one of our one of the first times you taught i want to say maybe the second time you taught a beauty brunch and we were going through that whole like mentorship of like hey guys um i was like hey Beto, you could get this like come on i'm gonna challenge you to start speaking and this and that right and then um you taught about bathsheba and and i remember how she had um this expectation that her son was going to be king solomon Mm -hmm. yeah but she it needed the prophet nathan and bathsheba to step up and say hey david this other son of yours is trying to get this, but you said it was mine and stepping up to walk in that inheritance and walk in that. So friend, this is the last question I'm going to ask you today as we close out. When you think of a legacy of love, what does that mean to you? And I think that ties in with inheritance, right? Like yeah. what is the legacy of love that you desire to leave? Um, I get teary eyed. Um, there's a song that Stephanie Gretzinger sings. And I think it's, I don't know if it's titled this, but one of the verses says, um, no one's ever cared for me like Jesus. Mm. And it's such a beautiful song. And it talks about the legacy that she wants to leave. Mm. And she talks about wanting to be known by being being fulfilled by God. And she, I think she says, like, I want my children to know, like, that my treasure was in you. Mm. And I think that's something that I have grown into, that the Lord has really, um, through other people, um, through the discipling of other people and just my journey with the Lord, I just... I think I like, and I think of my children, right? Like now, now that one's on the way, it becomes more real. And I think of what I want to leave behind for my children. And I think I want them to love the Lord with all their heart, like to have a heart that's just so tender for the Lord, that is um, willing to surrender everything and anything, you know, and to find their sufficiency in the Lord, because it took me a long time to get there. And it's still challenges at times you know um but that's the legacy i want to leave of there's no greater love to experience ever than the lord's love and not just to be loved by the lord but then to be able to love him back it's it's like nothing else you know Mm -hmm. to to give yourself completely to him in in your life and hold nothing back from him Um, and to know that that is the safest place that is the best place you can be because I think um, Proverbs maybe says it like we plan our ways but the Lord establishes our steps you know or we have many plans in our heart but it's the Lord's way that that will um, be fulfilled it doesn't say it that way but I'm paraphrasing but it really is like we can make all the plans in the world but we're so limited we're so limited in our knowing and our understanding um, we see just so right here that we are only like, this is what's good for me. I know it. And then five years later, you're like, that was not good for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet we have a father who sees beyond all that and can tell us up, up front, that's not going to be good for you. And if we're, if we trust him and love him, 
then we can say, okay, God, I'm willing to let go of these things because you're worth it because the love you have shown. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think, I hope that answers the question. So good. Man, that's so beautiful, friend. And so I just want to close out our podcast by just saying thank you for your commitment for the past six years to until we arise. Um, I know your, your um, position is transitioning a bit um, onto our board and not so much in the day to day and not so much on the podcast, but your word and your insight has been so meaningful to so many people over the past year. People have been listening to our podcast and they are blessed by the words that you have shared and your testimony and your story. And so thank you for your yes to Jesus. Thank you for uh, always coming to everything I invited you to and for making me feel like I'm not crazy. That it was okay to love Jesus and to go on random prayer walks and to have random Bible studies. And when nobody else showed up, you didn't make it feel like it was dumb that I thought of it. You were like, well, what are are we here to do? Let's do it. (laughs) And I thank you for that. And I honor you as co-founder and I honor you as my friend and co-host of our Love Is podcast. And I just want to say thank you. And I pray blessings over you, over Bao and over your baby. Um, Just thank you. You're amazing. Any final words you want to leave? Yeah, I, I want I mean, to... you'll be back one day. It's not yeah. like a super goodbye, but for this season, <laughs> yes. you know, maybe we'll have we'll have your baby on the podcast. No. <laughs> Any final words? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to turn it around and say thank you to you. Um, because like you said, the, it goes beyond just until we arise. You, you and your family, your parents were there for me in a very difficult season of my life when my ex and I separated and I felt like my world was falling apart and you guys just took me in and you embraced me and you loved on me. And like you said, you invited me. And even though, like you said, there was a sense of responsibility, like I gotta, I gotta look out for her. I gotta be there for her. It never felt like a pity. I never felt like, Oh, well we gotta feel bad for her. So let's just invite her for dinner. Let's just, like, it never I never felt that way. And I love you mm-hmm. and your family so much because you guys have always been such a blessing to me. And your parents have taken me in like their own <laughs> and they love me and, and I love them for it. And, but also just our, like you said, our friendship developed over the years beyond just that. And, and the Lord showed us the, um, the uniqueness of our relationship. And you have been a mentor to me if someone has taught me to seek the Lord, to to love the Lord, to honor the Lord in his presence, it's you. I mean, other people have too, but to see, to see you do it outside of church. You know, a lot of the people that have taught me has been in a church setting, um, but you're one of the few who allowed me to see, see it in the real life and, and to be vulnerable with and to see who you are and um, and you helped me grow so much. <laughs> You've helped me mature a lot emotionally, especially. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for our friendship. And um, thank you for saying yes to the Lord and your obedience and for saying yes to lead me in, in this uh, when Amen. you wanted us to 
could do it together. And I was like, no, you lead. I'll follow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have 25 seconds, amiga. Ah, but yeah. <laughs> so thank you. I love you so much. And so friend, until we arise. Until we arise, what won't change in our lives, in our families, in our communities, and in our world? Until we arise. Until we arise. Love you. Love Thank you. you.